All right, you ready? Yeah, come on. Now, don't get on here and start lying. Lying? Who lying? We're going to stick to the script. Marriage, Marriage no, no cap. cap. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, guys. We're having a special episode today. Uh, so today we decided that we would jump on, as you can tell from the title, we are going to be discussing being a Christian and also being pro-choice. Yeah, and we figured that while the topic is high, and because we've seen a lot on social media and we've gotten a lot of requests like, you know, what do you think about this? And, you know, I think it's just, we'll just address it. Like, let's just go in and address it and give you guys, you know, our take on it and then how we believe and we'll just go from there. So I think that people are asking us, babe, I think people are asking us because we're Christian and because some people know that we've had a miscarriage. So they automatically think, oh, well, you're you're definitely going to be, you know, against it because you're going to be against abortion because you all have had a miscarriage or you've been trying for so long. And you just automatically assume that someone would be against that. And so before we even jump in, I'm going to give you my view on it. I am. Let's let's be 150 percent clear. I'm pro-choice. No, let's let's. That's my take, too. That like that. Like, let's not. It's your take. Like, we are definitely feel this way. The same together. Okay, so we're on the same page about it. Well, we are 100 percent pro-choice. And it's not that we are saying we are pro-abortion we don't believe in abortion we don't agree with abortion but we have also never been in the place where we felt like we wanted to get an abortion we've never been raped by our fathers or we've never been molested we've never we've never had to make the decision because we wanted children but if i was in a situation or we was in a situation where something happened where rape incest sex trafficking was involved you never know what you never know what is is can happen and i feel like it's that person's choice it's that person's right to say hey i want to do this because this horrible thing happened to me or whatever the situation may be is and who am i to make the decision for somebody else concerning a child and, and everything else when we've seen time and time again that awful things have happened in this world We've yeah. seen the, the devastation and the destruction that molestation, we've seen incest, we've seen just pervert, just just take it to another extreme and ruin children's lives and ruin, you know, unexpecting women's lives and, and whatever else. And I definitely think that there's a choice to be made. And I'm not here to say that you should do it or not do it, but I'm just saying you have a choice. God has given us free will. And we have and who an are we to take that away from people? Right. Who are we to take that away from somebody to be like, no, you you can't, you absolutely cannot um, have that choice about your own body. Right. But you can make the choice about the vaccine. Right. That's insane to me. And, and and let's just be clear. I am, and we are. Let me say for us, we are not out here like wanting to get an abortion. So we won't get an abortion. We're not pro-abortion. We're pro-choice. You should have the choice, just like everyone else has the choice, to make the decisions about their own lives and their own bodies. You're the one that has to answer for the things that you done and the things that you chose. No one else is going to be standing beside of you when you get to heaven and God is judging the things that you've done on this earth. No one else is going to be beside of you. You don't have to answer for someone else. You have to answer for yourself. So your relationship between you and God is between you and God and no one can judge that. And and everybody's walk is different. 
and you can't judge somebody in a situation where they're experiencing something totally different than, than mm-hmm. you experience. Because you never know what you'll do in that situation. You'll never know what you'll do. Um, and I think those those movies where, like Saw movies and some of the other movies, it's like, if you ever got in a situation, could you kill somebody? If you ever got in a situation, could you defend yourself? And whatever else, like, it's all, you know, hearsay and it's all subjective and it's all, like, theory until you're actually put in that situation and actually do whatever you need to do and act a certain way that you, that you act. And I think it's funny, like you talk about some of the people that's nonviolent and whatever else, but if you scare them or you surprise them in a way, they might punt you Mm -hmm. because you might see a different side of them in a normal, you know, situation, but until they're in that situation where they fight or flee and you would think they would flee based off their personality and whatever else, but you don't know until they are in that situation and they could fight and that could surprise you. And so I, I think that it's a, it's a opportunity to take a step back and to look at everything in a, in a, in a grand scheme where God has designed us to be free moral agents. That mm-hmm. means we have, we wake up every day with a choice. We mm-hmm. wake up every day with a situation where either we're going to do left or do right or do right, or do wrong. We're going to do this or do that. That's daily. And when we talk about, you know, pro-life and, and pro-choice, like you, you should, in every situation, chat, you have a choice, you have a decision to make and you have a choice. And like you were saying, like, you don't have to own up to the decisions that somebody else makes when it comes to judgment day. Mm-hmm. It's only you and God in, in, in that conversation. And I would hope that before you made the decision, everybody would, would consult God and to ask God and get closer and draw a relationship and then make the right decision for you. But we know that we're in an imperfect world. We know that people don't believe in God. We know that there's people that could care less and they're going to do whatever they want to do regardless of that. So we, God has still designed us to be free moral agents, just as in the vaccine. Like if you don't want to go to a restaurant or you don't want to be in a crowd of people, then that's fine. When nobody's forcing you to do it, at this point in time. And that's your right. If you don't want to get a vaccine, that's fine. If you don't want to do that, that's fine. But there are certain things that you will, that you could not be allowed to do if you made that decision. So, and just like with getting an abortion, if you chose to get an abortion, you have to live with that decision yourself. And if that's something that you feel is right, and that's something that you feel like you want to do, who are we to judge that on someone else? And if that's like the abortion part is only one side of the story. Mm-hmm. Because I seen a post earlier this to this morning on social media, and it was like, so if a so if a fetus is a person that's six weeks pregnant, is it then the child support starts? Is it also then when the mother is carrying a U.S. citizen and they she can't be deported? Can you ensure? Can you like ensure like as far as like insurance coverage? Can you add to your policy that a six week fetus can collect insurance coverage? And then what happens if you miscarry? If you miscarry, like would that person get? life insurance and whatever benefits that you get when your loved ones die. Does that start at six weeks old? And I think that's the discussion. It's like, you can't look at it one side. You have to look at it from all angles because if you're saying that six weeks into a pregnancy deems a person and you're killing a person, if you get an abortion, but all these other rules in court that as far as like child support, insurance coverage, any benefits that you get when you have a child like that has to be deemed and looked at as well. Mm -hmm. And that's all I'm saying. And that's all I think we're saying is there should be a choice and it shouldn't be mandated because you're not in those situations. You're not in those scenarios where the men that are making and creating this law have never seen the other side of this coin to where people are being raped. 
they are being sex trafficked and they are having and they're babies. They're not going to see that. They're, they're having, not going to see that. They're having babies not of their own free will. Mm-hmm. In a perfect world, abortions would never be would never be needed because everybody is doing the right thing. There's no fear. There's no there's no sex trafficking. There's no incest. Like in a perfect world, there was no none of that. But we're not in a perfect world. And has God is showing us in the Bible back in those days, there was still an imperfect world. And he's and he's telling us he's warning us from that. So we we live in an imperfect world and in a perfect world. Yes, I would love to see there would be no guns or no no weapons of whatever to kill somebody or whatever, because we're not always against each other. Everybody's in love and, and everybody is is doing their part to build a better future. And it's perfect. But we're not living in that perfect world to where you have to worry about, you know, having, uh, you know, being raped or being sex trafficked or having um, an older man attack a a young girl like that stuff happens on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And I'm not here to say that that person should or should not get an abortion. I just think they should have a choice, whatever they feel like is, is right for them. And we're not saying go get an abortion if these things have happened to you or that you should get an abortion if these things happen to you. We're simply saying that we have never been in that position, so we would not make that decision for you. Um, and I honestly, I the way I look at it is these these men who are making these laws about women's bodies – I'm completely against that. We are completely against that because they will never be in a position to have to make a decision like that. And I guarantee you that they would look at it differently had they had a womb or a vagina. If you looked at your body completely different, if you looked at your body as the opposite sex, then you would have a different outlook on it. Or if your daughter or your wife or someone like that in your family, those things happen to them and they decided that they wanted to get an abortion, of course, your view is going to be completely different on it. But because you're not putting yourself in that that position, because you'll never be able to feel what that other person is feeling, here you go making a law that has nothing to do with you. I'm Again, I was talking about this on the last podcast. I'm not going to sit up here and tell you guys how to lose weight when I am struggling to do so myself with PCOS. Like I'm not going to sit here and give you advice on something that I'm not an expert in. They have no horse in this race. So they should not be making a decision based off of their own ignorance because you'll never feel what we feel. Again, we're not sitting here saying if these things have happened to you, go get an abortion or you should get an abortion. We're not saying that we're against abortions because we've never been in the position to have to have one. We've never been in a position of rape or incest or sex trafficking or any of those things. And again, we're not saying that you should go do those things or do an abortion if you have been in those things. We're simply saying that you have to answer for you before the throne. No one else is going to be standing beside of you. These lawmakers are not going to be standing beside of you. And it's insane to me how they make a decision based off of their own ignorance when it comes to women's bodies instead of make the decision about the vaccine. Right. And this is the same discussion that that we can have with the vaccine as well is you, you can choose whatever you want to do. If you don't want the vaccine, don't don't get it. And you know, face the consequences, just like with um, all the other vaccines when you're children. If, if you don't want your kids to have the vaccines that are provided, then they can't go to public school in some states. Like mm-hmm. you have to own your decision. So if you don't want to vac- vaccinate your kids, you have to make other arrangements for them for their schooling. 
I get that. Like that's a decision that you make. You can ha- you can you can own up to that. That's fine. But you that's the same thing that God allows us to, to be a free moral agent and to make decisions based off of that, based off of what we feel like is best for our family. Right. Nobody can tell you what's good for your family, or what's what's bad or what's not good or what you should do. And somebody not that's in not in the in your family and not having the discussion. And that's it's it's just as simple as that. And the other thing that bothers me, babe, is the fact that I know that the women who are determined to have an abortion, they are going to go and do that somewhere. And I know I saw something that was like um, somebody said, well, if you don't want to get an abortion um, or if you want to get an abortion, then just go to another state. I'm like, people can't afford to travel like that sometimes. And if they are going to get an abortion, if they're determined to get an abortion because something traumatic has happened and they decide that they want to go do that and they do this on the black market, you're risking two lives, not one. Again, it's we are pro-choice. We're not pro-abortion. We're pro-choice because we have never put ourselves or we don't have to put ourselves in those positions because we've never been in those positions. So who are we to make a decision for someone like that when God has given us free free will? Free and will. It's, it's all about the it's I feel like I really do feel like it's about the journey and not the destination where somebody could have a live a, a horrible life and, and have, you know, rape and says sex trafficking involved. But they they serve as a as a living testimony if they decide to to get the chance to get out and and move on and they can serve as a purpose and educate other people to help inform and influence change as time goes on and moves on and i feel like we we are all change agents we should all be having a voice for something and i feel like we should be speaking our voice and social media is actually a great tool for that because everybody has an amplified voice if you put something out there because everybody can see it Mm -hmm. over the internet and i feel like we should all be advocating for something and, and we're all not going to always agree on everything. Right. And but we have the opportunity to have a voice. And that is so powerful and so scary in a sense, because you have amplified voices of destruction and evil mm-hmm. and wrongdoing. Um, but also, as we've seen time and time again, good motives, rightful motives always prevails. It always prevails. And I just I just pray for all the lawmakers Within this country, I pray for people that have influence and have power that are they're having an understanding and they have that counsel, that wise counsel where they are seeking what's best as as God has intended. Mm -hmm. And they are taking the time out and they are making decisions based off of a greater influence and a greater challenge and And the greater power. And I would and I say that we've seen time and time again in the Old Testament where God has not been physically present or directing a group of people. That opens the door to a lot of crazy things that you that you see today as far as like sex trafficking, men having multiple wives and, and rape, molestation with older men and, and younger women and, and whatever else. And you see incest and all those things kind of open the door when there's no rule and law governing what God has designed for us. There, the Bible is very clear about not doing certain things because it leads to evil and destruction. Mm-hmm. And I feel like those things, in my sense, based off of God's lens and God's heart through me, those things are wrong. Right. Those things are absolutely wrong. And, and you horrible. have all of the um, the right to your opinion and you have the right to believe what you want to believe. Mm-hmm. But it's not you who should be making the decision for someone else. Correct. Because 
on judgment day, you're not going to stand before God with those other people and say, hey, I made this decision for them, 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 and them. Right. Because you don't know the relationship that other people have with God. So you can't judge that. With great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I told this to a friend earlier, a couple weeks ago, you know, pastors, people with greater influence, the president, any president that's sitting, that's sitting, you know, now or in the past, lawmakers, senators, representatives, they have a great influence because they have great power within the current structure of the earth. And I would hate for any of those people to do evil, do dirt and and spread miscommunication based off of some other self-soothing or self-pleasing or self-serving opportunity and have to own that to God because mm-hmm. you, people look to you for help. They look to you for guidance. Just and, and, and this, in this certain scenario, they're in the same category like pastors where people actually show up to certain things to hear them speak and hear what they have to say and whatever else. And they have the responsibility to spread and to make change and, and advance, you know, the kingdom, you know, of what we hear on earth. Right. And if you're not doing that and having to own that up to, to Christ and, and judgment day, like I feel, I feel bad for you. Like, yeah. I, I hope you, I hope you can wrap your head around that and repent and, and recover because that's going to be tough. If you led people down in the path of destruction and you didn't do it in a way where it was pleasing to God. I feel bad for you because you had so much power and so much influence here on earth that you could have used for good. I don't wish that on anybody. Like yeah. I want like to be called to be a pastor, to be called to a representative or a senator or a president or whatever else, any power of influence like it, those positions. Yes, you are called because everybody can't do that, that role responsibility. And with that great calling comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. And it's super important that, and I've seen instances where we've gotten away from that, where mm-hmm. the people that are in power, people that are in leadership, you know, Democrat, Republican, whatever, like they've gotten away from the true principle of serving and service of the great influence and the great power that they have in office. And their selfish motives just came into play because yep. it's about money. It's about materialistic things that you're going to have here on earth. You can't take that stuff before God. You're not going to be able to take your money with you to heaven or hell for that matter. And God is such a loving God that he has he has given you the choice. He has given you the choice to choose hell if that's what you choose. He's given you the choice to choose destruction if that's what you choose. He is such a loving God that he will love you all the way to the gates of hell because that's a decision that you made on your own. And, that- and he tells you in the Bible You have a decision. Choose life or death. But let me give you a hint. Choose Choose life. life. And and that's the thing, too. So you could choose death at one point in time because in a version of my life, I've chosen death. Mm -hmm, Same. And I was allowed to be to be judged at that moment and to reap what I was sowing and also repent and change my mind. And now I choose life. Yeah, because you're held accountable for what you know. You're not going to be held accountable for what you don't know. And God is going to judge you on what you do know, what you've educated yourself on, what people have, um, you know, pastors and preachers and and what you know to be true from the word. Like that's the things that you're going to be judged on and or that's the things that you're going to be held accountable for. Right. And when he's talking about like we chose death. At some point in time in our lives, he's basically saying that we just we knew that it was wrong and we chose to do it anyway. Right. And we knew that we knew what the word says, but we chose to go against it anyways. Right. 
And and that's just just so very clear that God has allowed us to be wrong. And that's I, I think that's the the beauty of God making his free moral agent is at one point we all were in darkness. We were born into sin and we've chosen to choose life and we've chosen to follow him. Mm-hmm. And those are the greatest testimonies. Those are the greatest, like everybody like, and I, and I don't say this as in like, you know, in damning way or, or, or destruction is that I've heard preachers like Bishop Holcomb, was on Motown and he was partying and, and wilding out and whatever else. And then now he's, he was like a great leader in Christ here on earth. Right. And it's like, he has a great testimony because he was once on this side of the, of the line and he yeah. converted. Mike Todd has the same, same kind of scenario. He's mm-hmm. like, he was living in the world. He was doing this and he, he transitioned to be who he is today. And, you know, Tim Ross is the same same way. He got molested and he was on this side and he was doing this and then he has a transformation story. And I feel like those in those scenarios, it's a great example to see not everybody is 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 correct all the time. Like nobody is living the rightful as soon as they come out of the womb, like they're living the life that they need to live and they are the pastor, they are the bishop, they are the the leader of the church and whatever else at, you know, at whatever age. And it's just a constant reminder. Like there is redemption. There is promise. There is hope. There is grace. There's love. And that all comes from God. Mm-hmm. So all those things that you have experienced and you've born into and, and you've had experience, like those are great testimonies to help advance the kingdom because somebody else is going through the same exact thing that you are, but they just don't feel the hope that you received. And I think that's where the, like the domino effect can happen is like you experience one thing, but yet you found Christ and, and you moved on and you were able to live a life other than that. What are you doing with that? Like God's right. God gave you this to get through, to overcome. What are you doing with that? How are you helping sowing seeds back into the, yeah. the community and the people, the loved ones to help bring people and bring awareness out so you can create a brighter day for somebody else that you don't even know that is affected. Right. And that's how I feel. The reason why we started the podcast is because we want to help people through the things that we've gone through. We're not going to sit here and talk about stuff that we don't know a way into or a way out of. And I feel like it's important for if you have a testimony, I feel like it's important for you to just like you said, share that with people, because it's something that I tell people all the time when they contact me and they're like, hey, how can I get into blogging? And, you know, the market is oversaturated and, you know, da 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 da. how can I get into this? How can I get into that? And I tell people this all the time. It doesn't matter if the market is oversaturated. Not everybody, not one person is for everybody. That's why we have multiple doctors. That's why we have multiple lawyers. That's why they have multiple preachers. God has called somebody to do a certain thing because they're going to speak to different people. I may not like your preacher. Your preacher may not feed into my life. I may not be able to get fed from your preacher, but I can go to Mike Todd who may have the same experience as me. I may be able to go to Bishop Holcomb who has some of the same experiences as me. Maybe he's been out in the world also. Maybe he's had an influence also. And maybe he just speaks to something in, in me that has been out in the world also. Like I can actually relate to him. So I tell people that exact same thing all the time. I'm like, you may, 
I tell people the exact same thing all the time. You may get out here and you'll find the people who are for you and the people who are drawn in because you will have something in common. Not everybody's going to be able to relate to me because, you know, I like Nike and because I like sneakers and I have curly hair. Somebody who has straight hair may not be influenced by my natural hair stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I feel like in saying that it's like don't look at it as the market is oversaturated and somebody you know somebody will tell a story similar to mine like no it's up to you to go through hell and find light and find god and find jesus and to to give your testimony to other people to say this is what god has done for me and if you're in my shoes there is a way out yeah and we need we need more people with that type of mindset, that way of thinking in in professions here on mm, earth, because yes. the, the professions are here set up because we have to all have to create a living for ourselves and we have to help each other and we have to, you know, be present here on earth. So we need doctors, we need lawyers, we need more pastors, we need influencers, we need digital content creators, we need engineers, we need all these professions in the world. But we also need people of faith in those professions. Yes, because that's how the kingdom is advanced. If the if the word and the gospel is spread through multiple channels and not just churches and not just, you know, Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. on TV. Right. Like I need to be able to turn on TV on Wednesday or on a Tuesday or on a Friday. And I need to hear some faith based and it doesn't have to be like a sermon. It is. It needs to be faith based, believing and conversation and not spilling hate, not you know, talking about evil, not advancing the evil things in this world. I need to hear it in multiple channels. So if it's a, on a production line in a factory, you know, that needs to happen. If it's a doctor's office, if it's a lawyer or if it's a legal assistant or whatever the case is, like we need faith-based people in those professions. Absolutely agree. I couldn't agree more. And I feel like politicians have gotten so hit or miss certain times where we make decisions based off what we see and what what we feel like is good for for our constituents and our and our communities but it's not built off of anything it's it's based off of just self-serving and what we feel like is is the best for my take or what's best for me and my family but you're not serving the community right you're not ser- i mean service is so important because god served the church god was delivered he he gave his son to serve and sacrifice and that's what i feel like what we should do on a daily basis as natural influencers for for christ i agree I like, agree like everybody is maybe not have a, a a mic and a stage and a pulpit to speak the gospel but we need people to take that message combine it and then take it to your job on monday yeah and then carry the conversation on tuesday wednesday thursday friday Saturday, and then hopefully we can commune together on Sunday in a, in a church building at some point in time. But that's what that's what it is. You're supposed to take that message, bottle it up, and take it out in the world and be useful and and have influence where people are hearing good news and they're not just hearing bad news or they're not being influenced in a way where they have fear and negativity, anxiety, rule in their life. So I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, we just had to address this topic, and I feel like this is a great discussion, and I appreciate your willingness and of listening and just being with us. And yeah, come come October, we'll be back. And it has to do with women's reproductive rights, and um, 
I mean, not completely, <laughs> but it does have to do with, you know, miscarriages. And I think that that's the other misconception is people think because we had a miscarriage that we're not pro-choice. Again, we are pro-choice, not pro-abortion because we're not in that position. But if we were in that position, who knows what the decision that we would make. But they should be able to have, all women should be able to have the right to make the decisions over their own bodies and not have anybody else dictate that except for God, because that's who you have to answer to. So anyways, thank you guys so much for listening we will see you in october yep thanks guys you can follow us on instagram at marriage no cat for inspiration to hold you over to the next episode feel free to anonymously submit your questions because at the end of each episode we'll pick one question to respond to letting you know what we do in that situation email us at marriage no cap at gmail.com until next time guys peace easy oh my god turn the mic off